Life Jesus. Welcome in to the Galloway Podcast. This is episode four, and it's Sunday, February 3rd. It's Super Bowl Sunday. But here in Alabama and Tuscaloosa, the Super Bowl doesn't mean as much because Alabama and Auburn played yesterday in basketball. Welcome in. I'm William Galloway, as I said. You can follow me on Twitter at WM underscore Galloway if you don't do so already. Um, you know, I use that platform a lot to share some of my thoughts on you know, what's going on in the sports world as well as some of my work. So please, if you're listening, follow me there. Uh, but enough about me. Today's show, episode four, you're in for a treat because we've got Chandler Fullman, a.k.a. Auburn Superfan. He's an Auburn alum and he's currently a teacher at Opelika High School. You can follow him on Twitter at cfullman30. And we've got Luke Ratliff, a.k.a. Fluffopotamus. Luke is the leader of Crimson Chaos, the Alabama student section. And you can follow him on Twitter at Fluffopotamus88. They're going to come on here in just a minute and talk about some Alabama and Auburn hoops. Yesterday, Alabama fell to Auburn in Auburn Arena, 84-63. to uh, it, was, it was a tough game for the Tide, and so right now we want to bring them on in. Guys, how y'all doing? Chandler, welcome into the program. Thank you, Bill. Um, I've, been, I've had a very busy day so far. But I, I made special time for this, uh, the Galloway podcast, because I wanted to really be on here and, and barn hard today. Well, uh, you definitely deserved a barn hard after yesterday's performance. Luke, you, you ready to go? How are you? Bill, I appreciate you having me on your uh, podcast, the Galloway podcast. Uh, as you know, I'm a very busy man. It's hard for me to uh, make time for recreational things in my busy in my busy schedule, but uh, I always make time for the Galloway podcast. It's great to be on here. How are you? I, I'm doing well. It would be a little bit better if uh, if Alabama basketball had a little bit better showing yesterday, but uh, we are where we are, and so let's get down to it, guys. We'll start with you, Chandler. Uh, Alabama lost yesterday, eighty-four to sixty-three to Auburn. What were your takeaways uh, from the game in general? Well, I'll tell you, um, I thought straight up right now, I thought that was Auburn's best game of the season so far. Um, they Auburn came out and looked looked good in the first half, had a 20-point lead at halftime, 48-28. to 28. And at the start of the second half, I'll be honest, I got a little worried. Uh, Alabama cut it, I think, to 11 at one point. It was 54-43. to 43. And then right after that, um, Jared Harper hit a huge three-point shot and was fouled um, and knocked down the free throw to extend the lead back to 15. And I thought that was a huge play in the game. But I, I really just thought um, that the, the 21 turnovers for Alabama just killed them. Um, between that and Auburn shooting the three-point shot, 13 of 22, um, usually when you shoot that well from the three-point uh, line and the other team has 21 turnovers, um, you're v- 
very likely going to win. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. I think I think Chandler twenty one was kind of the number of the day yesterday, as Alabama lost the game by twenty one, um, or really Auburn won the game by twenty one. If you want to talk about the context of it, uh, twenty one point loss, and. Alabama had 21 turnovers. I mean, that's unprecedented in college basketball, and it's unprecedented in a bad way. You know, you really just you you hate to hear of something like that. And that's some, there's a lot of things going wrong if your program has 21 turnovers. And uh, another number, another thing significant about the number 21, Alabama was 21 of 47 from the field. And uh, also a little fun fact for our listeners here on the Galloway podcast. Uh, Auburn had 21 points in the Iron Bowl in football this year. So as many points as Auburn had in the Iron Bowl in football, Alabama had turnovers in the first basketball game against the Tigers this season. Always going yeah, back to football. Always going back to football. That's all all Alabama fans have. Luke, maybe that's what we should do. Maybe we should just discuss football today. <laughs> no, I, I disagree. You know, football ended a long time ago. Uh, it, it, we're in the full swing of basketball season, and I really enjoy just talking about. You know, Bill, I understand this is your football podcast, and I always joke around with you a lot about it. But I really would like to talk about basketball specifically today. Well, let's do it. What are your thoughts on uh, on Alabama's episode of a game yesterday? Well, you know, I think Chandler really, really said it best. You know. Auburn came out and played their best game of the year, uh, given the competition at least. And it was they came out, they shot thirteen three pointers, which is far less than I thought they were going to make going into the game. I, I was on record as having them uh, shoot twenty four for twenty seven for three, but uh, thank goodness it didn't happen that bad. But um, you know, Alabama really turned the ball over. Uh, I wouldn't say it was like a key, like what caused. Alabama to lose, but it certainly didn't help. You know, Auburn was firing on all cylinders, and the key something that stuck out to me was that Auburn played great defense despite losing Austin Wiley to injury a couple of games ago. Um, without him on the inside, they played great defense uh, on the interior, and uh, really, you know, especially if you go back and look, uh, Alabama turned the ball over a lot of times it was forced turnovers because Auburn had a hand in each passing lane and really just being careless like that. Uh, but Auburn, they did great. Give it to them. I mean, they played a great game, but uh, obviously I'm not happy about it. But, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. You just got to move on from it. Yeah, absolutely. Alabama moves on and will face Georgia at home on Wednesday. The Crimson Tide currently sit at a record of 13-8. and eight. They're 4-4 four and four in conference play. Auburn is four and four in conference play as well, except they are fifteen and six overall. So a little bit of a difference there. Well, you know, it was a big deal for it was a big deal for the Tigers to finally get the five hundred in conference play. You know, they started out in their first six games. They started out two and four, uh, but with wins over Missouri, uh, the powerful Missouri Tigers and uh, Alabama. You know, they really. Got back to 500. And that's a on a big on a Wednesday. Today. Auburn played Missouri on a Wednesday. I'll add. Yeah, that's big. You know, I know a lot of Auburn basketball fans listening to this won't remember this, but uh, three years ago, uh, two years ago, really, uh, Auburn lost it on a Wednesday night to Missouri at the buzzer in the SEC tournament, um, and it's just become a fixture. It's great. It was great to see. You know, if you're an Auburn basketball fan, I know you don't remember it, but. 
It was great to see the Tigers finally beat Missouri on a Wednesday night. Yeah, Luke, to be honest, I I really do I don't remember that. Um I just became a ba- Auburn basketball fan this year. Um <laughs> I, I, and that, I, that's just being honest. Um and I I really just learned the the rules of basketball this year. So so I'm I'm glad you know the history for all you you Auburn you Auburn fans are coming out of the woodworks, you know, claiming your your basketball fandom. No, of course, Chandler, you've been a long time Auburn fan. And uh, were you at the game last night? I was. Yes. Okay. I was. So you both of you were at the game. One thing I want to talk about is the uh, the kick six. I was in back here in Tuscaloosa watching the game, and I'm watching it. You know, I'm listening to some music because I don't I don't want to hear the telecast. You know, I just want to focus on the game and kind of map it out in my head. And as an aspiring sportscaster, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll call the game in my head or whatever, um, which is a little nerdy, but I confess I do it, whatever. Anyways, I'm watching the game and on to the screen pops none other than the kick six. And I get triggered as all get out. And I'm sure y'all probably heard about it on Twitter, but the kick six comes on. And next thing I know, Gus Malzahn's got a headset and ESPN is featuring Auburn football in the middle of the Alabama Auburn basketball game. Well, you yeah. know, Bill. You know, Bill. I wasn't. You know, I was at the game, so I wasn't able able to listen to uh, the ESPN, the fake ESPN broadcast. But uh, I'm sure there was. I'm absolutely positive that there was some parallel between the kick six, one play in football that happened. You know, coming up on six years ago. Uh, I'm sure there was a parallel drawn by Beth Mowens and Jimmy Dykes to the game last night. I'm absolutely positive of it. So I'm sure there was a use for that. <laughs> yeah. I personally I'm a uh I'm a huge fan of Beth Mowens. Um very similar to I don't know if either of y'all have ever listened to Rick and Bubba um out of Birmingham. They're huge yes. huge yes, fans. They are. Huge fans of, of Beth Mowens and I really think she's a true talent, up um, up and coming talent on ESPN. Got a very bright future, so I just wanted to, to give her a shout out. But uh, Chandler, what are your thoughts on, you know, as as Luke said, coming up on six years, uh, six year anniversary of the infamous kick six um, on the of, of ESPN showing that at a basketball game, and if you're talking about Alabama and Auburn football, Alabama had a pretty one-sided win against Auburn this year, and they bring that back into into play uh, for a basketball game. Yeah, I'll, uh, Bill, I'll uh, Bill I want to stop you right there. Uh, I, 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 would, I agreed to come on, on this podcast under the assumption that we were going to speak about basketball. Uh, I don't think we're speaking about basketball right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Luke here. I'm, I, we're getting off on a football tangent, and I really don't like this. Um, because I mean, as as you know, we're going to be a seven and five, eight and four team every year. I'm t- I don't want to talk about Auburn football. I'm I'm tired of talking about Auburn football. I'm ready to talk about some Auburn basketball. I'm going to so, be sure and go out and save this clip and uh and and that little ten second spiel you just had, Chandler. I'm gonna I'm gonna save that and bring that up in football season next year. You're you're welcome to do that. I'm, I'm fully expecting. Okay, another, all right. I'm well, fully expecting gears. another seven and five season. Well, going back to basketball and going back to the game last night, uh, one thing that was big was uh, was free throws. Alabama has 
kind of struggled uh, at times this year from the free throw line. Last night they shot a uh, 72.2% going 13 for 18 from the charity stripe. Auburn, uh, as a team, went 11 for 14. That's good for 78.6%. Guys, talk about uh, Luke, you first. Um, Luke, Alabama's kind of struggles this season from the free throw line. And Chandler, what do you see in the Auburn program uh, in that area of the game? Well, you know, uh, that's something that gets a lot of the flack, especially from Alabama fans, uh, and most especially when we lose a lose a game, much less a close game, um, that free throws are, you know, thorn in our side. But I really do not think so. I, re- I really think, especially this year, you know, you have your usual candidates who, uh, aren't great free throw shooters, aren't great shooters at all. Uh, uh, on Alabama, you think about Herbert Jones or Galen Smith, and you know they're not going to be the uh, these great prolific free throw shooters. Uh, but at times it seems I can see why, why people are frustrated. You know, you'd see people like Dazon Ingram or uh, Dante Hall, who's been a great free throw shooter for us this year. He's shooting in the 70s from, uh, from the charity stripe. Uh, you see them miss a free throw or consecutive free throws and you get a little upset, but that's fine. You know, Alabama overall is shooting very good from the line this year, considering uh, past efforts, you know, uh, past few seasons. Uh, I haven't looked at numbers. I don't have numbers in front of me right now, but I believe we're shooting in the 70s, uh, 70-something percent from the free throw line this season, which is, you know, I'll take it. I'll take it. But uh, I don't really see – last night we went 13 for 18 from the free throw line in a hostile environment at Auburn Arena. Uh, I don't see that as a bad thing, really. You know, that was that was a good effort from us at the free throw line. If we had any good effort in the game, it was from the charity stripe. Yeah, I uh, I totally agree, Luke. I thought Alabama um, they really shot free throws pretty good last night. Um, Kyra Lewis um, and he, I think he's probably like an 85 percent free throw shooter. He's missed three out of three out of the five misses y'all had, um, he had. So um, anytime that the other guys shoot free throws that well, um, I think that's a good performance. I mean, Dante Hall went was two of two. Um, Junior was two of two. Patty was two of two. Norris was two of two. So, I mean, anytime you shoot free throws that well, um, it it's a good night um, or – it's a good night from the free throw line because um, it, it sure wasn't a good night for Alabama fans. But <laughs> but on to Auburn's free throws. Uh, they went 11 of 14. for. Uh, they shot 79% last night. And um, really, I thought the key was Jared Harper and Bryce Brown uh, driving the ball because uh, when they drive the ball, that opens up all the shooters – and opens up their ability to shoot as well. And I thought that was a, a major key. Jared Harper got to the line seven times, uh, knocked down six of seven. And then Bryce Brown got to the line three times, knocked down two of three. Um, Bryce Brown had 23 points. Harper had 19. And anytime those two guards play well for Auburn, Auburn, we, we pretty much play with our guards. If the guards play well, then Auburn's going to play well. If the guards struggle, Auburn's going to struggle. So I thought it was a good night overall. And they were they were on fire. I mean, you talk about the guard play. They were hitting three-pointers from 
halfway to Montgomery. I mean, you know, Auburn's guard play was just phenomenal. And quite as, as a basketball fan in general, you know, I, I tried to put my Alabama fandom aside and just appreciate um, what they were doing because that was so special. We're talking to Luke Ratliff and Chandler Fullman here on episode four of the Galloway podcast. You can follow them on Twitter at Fluffopotamus88. That's Luke Ratliff. You can follow Chandler Fullman on Twitter uh, at CFullman30. Guys, I sent out a tweet after the game last night, and I said, you know, the stats and everything and the records, and I said, what are your thoughts on the game? Best responses will make the podcast with Luke and Chandler. So we're going to go through some of those right now, and then I want some of y'all's opinions. Uh, Wayne Ingram said, we knew we would lose because this is how all our seniors, all our seasons have gone since 06. We'll get them in T-Town. Uh, Hughes Hancock said, unpredictably predictable. Our team is not complete without a positive environment, and that essentially boils down to us being soft as a team. He's talking about Alabama. In four years, Avery has had the opportunity to toughen up this team every day, and no progress has been made. With toughness, we are dangerous. That's a, uh, a bold tweet there. Will Ward said, when will we learn to stop turning the ball over? In my years at Alabama, I've never seen this many turnovers, comma, 21 times. This is getting old. And then in all caps here, guys, learn to take care of the ball, period. Hashtag grow up. That last part kind of felt like Mark Jennings a little bit. But uh, any reaction to those tweets? Uh, you know, obviously, I, I'm going to speak with Will Ward here. You know, uh, turnovers, you know, anytime you lose and you have 21 turnovers, it's, it's not fun. Well, anytime you have 21 turnovers and somehow you pull out a win, that's not. I don't think that's too great either. Uh, taking care of the ball is an essential part of playing the game of basketball, and uh, we uh, Alabama obviously didn't uh, do a great job of that tonight. But uh, th- on, on, throughout the season, Alabama's taken care of the ball pretty well, uh, as, as in, in general. I wouldn't say extremely well, but but pretty well. Uh, I think better than better than last season. year when you had Sexton getting out of control a lot. Well, uh, yeah, I'm not going to touch on that. But uh, obviously, you know, any time you lose a basketball game, especially Alabama fans, you're going to be upset. You're going to be upset. But I don't see much of a reason to be too irrationally upset uh, over the events that happened last night. We're, we're recording this on Super Bowl Sunday. So the events that happened last night in Auburn Arena, uh, I don't see too much of a reason. You go in there, you're playing a team that's getting the Barons back together after going – uh, one for four over the past four ga- uh, four games, um, or one and three over the past four games. Uh, they're getting the Barons back together. They shoot thirteen of twenty two, I believe it was, from three point land. As uh, they're expected to the lane, yeah, as expected, of course. But they're getting to the lane. They're drawing contact. They're finishing at, uh, at the rim. Um, I don't see there weren't many teams last night that could have beat that Auburn team in the country. There weren't many teams in the country could have done that. Uh, but I just wish it would have been a better effort by our guys. I wish we would have had uh, – Auburn did a great job throughout the game of getting the matchups they wanted. Uh, I remember many times during the game, uh, Riley Norris often switched – often was switched to, uh, forced to switch on George, uh, Jared Harper. Excuse me, I'm all over the place. But often had to switch on Jared Harper, and that's not a matchup you want if you're Coach Avery Johnson in Alabama. But uh, they exploit that. They exploit our weaknesses. Uh, better in Alabama exploited their weaknesses. So, uh, 
But there's there's not too much of a reason to be ir- that irrationally upset at the game that happened last night. Yeah, I I agree, Luke. Um, one other thing that um, I just want to, and I mean I don't want to dog him, but I want to point out is I don't I really don't understand why Avery Johnson Jr. Ha- got in the game for 15 minutes. He he's a in my opinion, um, this is 100% my opinion. He is a mediocre backup point guard, and he uh, he should not play for 15 minutes. Um, and this is coming totally objectively. Um, just as a basketball fan, I do not think uh, Junior should play um, for 15 minutes. I mean, he was 0 for 4 from the field and had two points. Um, you have a, any opinion on that, Luke? Yeah, I don't think, you know, Avery Jr. And Avery Jr. is a uh, proven basketball player. You know, before he came to Alabama, he was on scholarship at Texas A&M and uh, obviously came over when his father took the job here at Alabama, uh, as as I'm sure any of us would have done. But, you know, uh, playing 15 minutes, that's, that is, that's one-fourth of the game, you know, or not one-fourth of the game. Excuse me, I'm all over the place. That's almost half of the game. But, yeah. you know, you don't want – you don't want – uh, especially when you have a five-star point guard like Kyra Lewis Jr. out there, you don't want him to be. You don't want Avery Jr. to be taking up most of his minutes. Uh, I understand you got to come in, uh, give Kyra and other players some rest sometimes, but it, it, I don't think fifteen. I think fifteen minutes was far too much to have him, especially in a game of that caliber. Yeah, I mean, looking at the stat sheet, uh, Auburn's backup point guard Javon McCormick played 11 minutes and Jared Harper played 33 minutes while Alabama's Kyra Lewis played 28 minutes and junior played 15 minutes. So, I mean, you don't, that doesn't sound like a huge difference, but you think about four or five minutes of basketball, having your starting point guard in, I mean, it makes an impact. It really does. And there's been, times this season where Kyra Lewis has been out from the 16 minute mark all the way down to the seven or eight minute mark in the first half. And, you know, a lot of people say that the biggest part of the basketball game is in the last five minutes of the second half. Well, that's not true. And don't, don't believe that. Don't listen to that. It's important, but it's not the most important. The most important is just down the stretch and, and being consistent and playing good ball all the way through. And so I really don't think you can afford to have um, when you have the, the a guy like Kyra Lewis, who is exceptional talent, he, he can't be sitting out eight minutes at a time, and he didn't do that last night. But, um, I mean, Junior was in for 15 minutes, and whenever he was in, it felt like a long time. Uh, and in total, it felt like a long 15 minutes. Um, I understand Kyra Lewis is 17 years old and all that, but we needed him last night at every point we could have him. That's right, uh, and I think – I think too, you know, that that's sort of a, a bigger problem with this team this year, you know, especially as far as substitution patterns go with Avery Johnson, Coach Avery Johnson. Um, we often see, I refer to it as the, uh, well, many refer to it actually as a restrictor plate lineup for Alabama. You know, when when Coach Johnson will go to well, about the 12 minute mark, he'll put in at the same time he'll put in uh, Galen Smith, uh, Avery Johnson Jr., Alex Reese, Ryan Norris, among others, and 
uh, we just can't play the brand of basketball we want to play. You know, we want to play. Avery Johnson will tell you, we want to play fast and furious. And it's sort of hard to play like that when you've got players like uh, Avery Johnson Jr. and Galen Smith at the same time. And no disrespect to them, it's just it's, they're fantastic basketball players and great talent. It's just it's hard to do what you want to do uh, when players like that are in at the same time because they're, they're so different from what their playing styles and their bodies are so different from what you want to run with your primary offense. Yeah, I I would 100% agree with that. Um, and I I thought that was a, a huge part of the game last night. Yeah, I want to touch on something too, something to, to lighten, to bring some brevity into the situation. Uh, I was in the Auburn Arena, and, you know, they've been doing the same chant when Junior's in the game for three years. They've been uh, hollering daddy's boy at him when he's in the game, and that's clever and all that. But I'd like to point out too that sitting down the Auburn bench is Stephen Pearl, who's done nothing as far as I'm concerned, and he's got a spot on the coaching staff. Uh, I, I find that a little bit hypocritical, but I don't say nothing. I stay quiet most of the time. But uh, I, I feel like, uh, you know, I, I understand that many Auburn fans haven't been watching this game a while. I know that a lot of them watched their first game of the season last night against Alabama, uh, and they don't understand all the people that's on the coaching staff. But they have – Bruce Pearl has his grown adult son on the coaching staff who has no coaching pedigree whatsoever that I'm concerned of. Yeah, I'll – I'll be honest, Luke. I, I don't even know who Stephen Pearl is. I, I've never heard. I've never even heard of Stephen Pearl. So um, I, I, I really can't contribute. I can't contribute much to that part of the conversation. I understand. I appreciate you owning up to it. You know, a lot of people wouldn't be honest like that, but uh, we all appreciate your honesty, Chandler. Yes, sir. Guys, uh, to all our listeners, this is episode four of the Galloway Podcast. You're listening to. Uh, myself, William Galloway, can follow me on Twitter at WM underscore Galloway. And along uh, with guests today, Luke Radliff, you can follow him on Twitter at Fluffopotamus88 and Chandler Fullman at CFullman30. Um, in case you didn't know, Luke is the Crimson Chaos leader uh, at Alabama, so he's in charge of the student section uh, for all the basketball games. And Chandler was heavily involved with um, – any and all Auburn athletics during his time on the Plains. He's now a teacher at Opelika High School. Guys, just talk about your uh, your experience and uh, kind of having an impact on leading fellow students um, for athletic events. Well, I'll go ahead. Um, you know, it's it's you see, especially every school. Every school, you've got that one set of students and a couple of students who are just going above and beyond to bring energy to the, uh, to the event, uh, at Coleman Coliseum, you have myself and those who sit, my colleagues who sit in the front row with me. Uh, colleagues. We, we try to, uh, bring as much energy into the crowd as possible, as much energy into the arena and try and get that to translate to the product that's on the court. And, this year, I've been blessed to be working with uh, those at the Crimson Chaos and to be uh, working with those at Athletics Marketing, doing uh, fun stuff, trying to get stuff to get people excited and energized about these basketball games because this, this is a big season for us coming off of the NCAA tournament appearance last year and a tournament win, might I add. But this is a big season for us, and Coach Avery Johnson said it 
time and time again. It's important, and it's just so important in college basketball to protect your home floor, and that begins with us students. And I've been so excited. I've been so happy to see all the people that's getting involved in basketball here at the university. We've got people. I know our last game against Mississippi State on Tuesday night last week, we had 2,500 students, which is a record for Coach Avery's time here at Alabama. We had 2,500 students on the Tuesday night at 7.30 come out for a basketball game, and every one of them was invested in the product on the court. And that's just, as a student leader, the Crimson Chaos, that's, that's exactly what you want to see. It does us good to see that our hard work is paying off and translating into the rest of the student body. Yeah, I, I uh, echo what Luke said, and um, I, I'm, I really, it's not, it's not what I, ha- it's not what I do, um, but it's more of what the team does. Um, when the team's winning, the students are going to come out. When the team's struggling, they're not going to come out. So I thought it was huge um, to get a huge win over Alabama. And I'll be honest, I thought it was the best, probably the best college basketball environment um, I've ever been in, um, or at least one of the best. Because um, before the game, the student section line was lined up um, for y'all, that for the listeners that know about Auburn's campus, it was lined up all the way to uh, North Donahue. And I just thought it was um, just an incredible basketball environment. So it was great to see. Uh, Chandler, you mentioned an incredible basketball environment. I'm going to throw this out there that uh, a little promo for our next podcast. We thank you to all our listeners right now for uh, tuning in and hearing uh, our, our thoughts on Alabama and Auburn basketball and the current states there. But a little promo for our next podcast. Uh, this upcoming weekend, February 8th through 10th, uh, I will be headed up to Charlottesville, Virginia for um, what should be, I think, number two versus number three. Virginia is hosting Duke next weekend. We're going to have a special uh, special guest, and that being my brother, John Galloway. He's the first year at Virginia, and we're going to talk a little Virginia hoops and uh, kind of break down that Duke-Virginia game coming up next week. So uh, stay tuned for that. But um, – yeah, I mean, you talk about a great environment. Uh, Auburn looked like it was rocking last night. I mean, I think it was all 9,000, uh, whatever that number is, right around 9,000 fans, an impressive showing. Because, you know, it's not a huge – Auburn Arena is not big, but it gets loud and it gets sold out. Um, and so that's what makes that place special. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, I mean, tickets were going for $150, $200 last night. So – you look. You think about it. Only true basketball fans, big, huge basketball fans, are going to pay that much for a ticket. So it's. I'm. I, I enjoy uh, having an, a, a smaller arena. Um, I know some Alabama fans call it like a Cracker Jack box or make fun of it, but I think it is contributing to our success somewhat. Um, having that small arena because it creates a hostile environment because only big basketball fans are able to get in the building. I've had, I've had a lot of respect for that Auburn basketball program. Patrick Kahn, uh, I, I knew him growing up and being around the Mount Brook basketball program um, since a young age. 
you know, I've known Patrick. And, and so I always, I've always appreciated Auburn. Obviously, I go to Alabama. I'm a sophomore uh, at the Capstone, big Alabama fan. But, uh, you know, I've always kind of enjoyed the product of Auburn basketball and what they put on. I've met Coach Pearl in person. He's great. Uh, he's entertaining. Uh, he's fun to listen to. And um, But anyways, just, you know, a lot of respect. And, of course, Auburn is having a lot of success right now. So uh, this has been Episode 4 of the Galloway Podcast with Luke Radliff and Chandler Fullman. Guys, thanks so much for coming on today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you definitely, Bill. Um, it's, uh, it's hard to fit into my schedule, but I hope after uh, being on this Gall- Galloway Podcast that I'll, my Twitter following will gr- grow by the thousands because I know – um, tens of thousands of people are going to listen to this. So I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, uh, Bob, I appreciate you having me on your podcast. It was great. You know, I'm glad I made time to do this today. Uh, anytime I get to come and share my thoughts about Alabama basketball, I just chomp at the bits at it. So I appreciate you having me. Again, for all those people listening out there, my, you can follow me online on Twitter.com at fluffopotamus88 that's f-l-u-f-f-o-p-o-t-a-m-u-s-8-8 follow me on there Uh, the content's very bad sometimes but it's also very good also for those who are listening uh, if you're ever in Coleman Coliseum come see me come see me come down talk to me I love to talk I love to meet new people Uh, just love to be a part of environment at Coleman Coliseum and I'm glad you had me on your podcast Bob to talk about it absolutely well this has been episode four of the Galloway podcast featuring guests Chandler Fullman and Luke Radliff talking Alabama and Auburn basketball and the big game that happened this past weekend Uh, once again signing off here on episode four of the Galloway podcast you can follow me on Twitter at WM underscore Galloway thank you so much for listening really appreciate all you guys uh, taking the time to hear what we have to say and, and our thoughts um, on, on different topics. And so please tweet me with any feedback um, that you may have thoughts, opinions, um, suggestions. I'm, any, I'm open to any and all suggestions uh, and commentary on the podcast. Once again, thanks for listening. There's the right way, there's the wrong way, and there's the Galloway. This has been Episode 4 of the Galloway Podcast.